Now back to Fitness Fanatics on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back in to the Fitness Fanatics. We are joined in studio by Leslie Pierce. Just kind of talking about her breast cancer journey. Left you off at a cliffhanger <laughs> on the last one. She had just went in for her MRI and we'll continue. Yes, so... As I said, I went in for an MRI in May of 2017, and uh, the results came back with a new area of concern. And so, of course, I'm just like, come on, seriously? So I had talked to some other people. I can't even remember who I, I talked to, but I'm like, I feel like I want to just go get another opinion. Do I really want to go through this mm-hmm. this crap, you know? And um, I talked to a fellow... Um, survivor's daughter and she talked to me about going up to UNMC and reaching out to a doctor up there. So I did reach out to the doctor um, or that, that team up there. And um, so that's just going up to Omaha, you know, 40 minutes. Right. And the, the surgical oncologist up there, she says, yeah, I think, yeah, go ahead and get it. She goes, I know you came here for a second opinion, but I think, you know, if they're seeing something, you definitely want to want to check it out. And I believe she had my results as well. I'm sure she did. So with that, just the same thing happened again. The MRI had to come at a certain time of the month for me. Like it had to be at a certain, uh, certain time. So I did not end up getting that MRI until mid July. Okay. And July 13th to be exact. No, it wasn't July 13th. I think it was July 10th. It was July 10th. And, uh, well, that one was that. Well, that was a needle-guided MRI biopsy. So that was a hundred oh. times worse. Mm. So not only are you laying in the awful position, but then they're taking a needle and poking a oh. very, ouch, a very um, tender area. Tender area, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that that was awful. And so I, after I got out of that, and a lot of obviously a lot of pain, they gave me you know ice packs everywhere for swelling. I was wrapped up kind of like Mulan was when they tried to hide that she was a boy. Yeah, yeah just yeah. ace bandages all around my chestal area. Um, went out to coffee with a friend, and we were just talking, and um, and so then a few days later, and it came back that that was positive. Now, if you recall when I talked about the stereoscopic biopsy where I had to put my arm and my breast through a hole because it was so far back on the chest wall, this tumor was closer to my nipple. So if you think about that, the first, you know, where they, they found the LCIS was like, I would call miles away from where the actual tumor was. And, um, so now it was a lobular and it was called invasive lobular carcinoma. So, cause it was invasive. And I like to think of the tumor because it's not something you could feel, mm-hmm. um, I, like an amoeba, like it really didn't have a shape, okay. like it was just kind of, kind of there. And, um, so July 13th was when I was officially diagnosed. Okay. And so then that was where, that was when the roller coaster started going and anyone listening. And I know we've had several um, members that have dealt with this, that yeah. when you find out that, that diagnosis, you're just being told, go here, go here, go here, mm-hmm. go there, go there, go, th- go there, go there. So, um, I talked to my brother again and he's like, look, he's like, if you're going to have to get a mastectomy, you find somebody who can do nipple sparing. You look into yeah. a deep flat, like he talked about all this stuff. And so I went back to the surgeon who did the excisional and I 
asked him because, you know, here we are, we're at a completely different, this is a completely different path. And I said, well, do you do this nipple sparing? He's like, no, I don't do that. And I said, well, um, I'm going to have to go seek out somebody else. And my brother actually called a surgeon up in Omaha um, at the UNMC. And I went there and um, I had an amazing team of doctors up there. And um, I just couldn't recommend them more to go up to the Buffett Cancer Center. And for those of you that don't know, the Buffett Cancer Center is trying to rival um, Mayo Clinic. So we have that right here, Mm. 40 minutes away. Yeah. And I will hear women that are like, well, I don't want to drive. It's like, you don't want to drive 40 minutes to go see the best world-class surgeons. Right. Okay. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I'm kind of opinionated. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff. Yeah. (laughs) A little bit. You play terrible music. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so, um, he got a hold of this doctor up there that would do this, um, nipple sparing. And so I met with him and I tell you what, when I met with them, um, I spent like, and my husband went with me, I spent an hour at least with that surgeon. He was just very, he was very, um, thorough. Just, he reminded me of Einstein, just the way he looked, he looked Mm -hmm. like Einstein. And a point here is, so this is, you know, end of July, kind of we're getting, we're getting August here of 2017. We had booked a trip for Mexico. Okay. And, uh. I was like, oh, you've got to be, you know, come on. And I talked to this, this surgeon. I said, look, um, is there any way we could put off the surgery? Because he recommended a double mastectomy mm-hmm. because of my age. And um, I said, is there any way that we could postpone this until after we go to Mexico? And he's like, he's like, you're taking tamoxifen? And I said, yeah. He says, not a problem. He's like, I've had patients before where their tumor was the size of a softball and they took tamoxifen to shrink it down before I could mm. go in. He goes and it shrunk it down. He's okay. like, I am not worried as long as you're on tamoxifen, you should be fine. And um, then I met with another surgeon who was the reconstruction guy. And um, just for your information, a plastic surgeon who just does mainly plastic surgery to augment breasts mm-hmm. and one that can perform reconstruction are two different things. The chances are the reconstruction can do the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And usually that's the part, but not all, they're not all the same. They're not so, all the same. So plastic yep. surgeons that mainly do um, cosmetic stuff mm-hmm. not, are not necessarily, especially breast, breast sure. um, ones. It's not, it's technically, it's not the same. Um, so I met with the reconstruction gap there. And the thing is, this is it's a teaching hospital. So you yeah. just have all sorts of care. So um, long story short, I was able to go to Mexico that year. I came back. I have some great pictures of a bunch of ferals, you know, that we went out to dinner and did a lot of kind of celebratory things, was kind of having kind of a mind, mind, mind stuff at that point. And I went in on um, November 1, and that was when I had my double mastectomy. And um, what they do for, for that is they'll take out sentinel nodes. So uh, lymph nodes are kind of like bowling balls. So those sentinel nodes are kind of like those head pins. So they... T- Remove three. Okay. Well, they found a lesion on one. Oh, okay. Which made them go in and take out 18 more. So that is why I wear the sleeve. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's a compression sleeve to make sure that uh, lymphatic, lymphatic fluid doesn't yep. pull up everywhere. And um, I had 21 lymph nodes removed from that arm. So um, that's why I wear the sleeve. 
I couldn't go back to the gym for obvious reasons. I mm-hmm. couldn't. I mean, obviously, I could kick, but yeah, right. um, <clears throat> who knows? You know, there's, you know, your body needs to heal, like yeah. to just jump yeah. in it. You know, I've heard people like, oh, I went and ran a marathon. I'm like, well, you're crazy. Yeah. I mean, so but- how long were you like out? Of ferals. Because we weren't there yet. You were not there. Okay. So I, I went to another gym during, like I paused my membership. And I went to another gym at that time just to like get on a treadmill, oh, kind of sure. like just, just stuff. And it was yeah. winter. Um, kind of, you know, I went to another gym to try to do some stuff, try to do some leg stuff. Um, just, and I talked to my doctors and I went back. When did you guys start? February? Uh, eight of 2018. Yeah. That's what we got here. I think, yeah. So I think right before I went, was back for like a month. And I only went to kickboxing. Um, I didn't come on band days just because even with um, legs, you know, putting up, yep. holding up the right. bands and bit. stuff. I mean, I probably could have done uh, some donkey kicks and stuff like yeah. that with the bands. But I didn't. I just mainly came on kickboxing, punched really low, didn't didn't really, yep. but just to do something for about a month. And then um, in in the, on the 7th of February, I think that's when I went in and had my... Um, my reconstruction done. Now I want to go back a little bit. So with the reconstruction, they had to put in these tissue expanders. So that went under the muscle to kind of make room for, for the implants that I was going to have. Um, and that was super painful. Like I'd have to go in once a week and get those filled to kind of create room. And it was honestly like, it hurt so bad. Like I remember it, my mom mentioning oh, something like that too. Oh, they're absolutely awful. Awful. I mean, it was like, yeah. give me my oxycodone. This is terrible. <laughs> it was absolutely awful. Like I, that hurt worse than just. I mean, and it hurt for like forty-eight hours, mm-hmm. but it was very, very intense pain. And those tissue expanders were so heavy. It felt like I was when I would get up in the morning. It felt like I was almost like a, there was like a cinder block on my chest. They were just really. They were extremely, extremely uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I originally thought they told me that I was going to have to have them to May until May of twenty eighteen. And then when I saw them, he's like, "You can have this reconstruction in February." And I was like, "Oh." Okay, well, sign me up. Yeah. So I was out of ferals from basically November because I did. I go, I went on Halloween, and I'll never forget. I was like, "Can we do some of those single arm curls?" I was. Well, how stupid was that? I'm going in to get you know they're yeah. messing with my muscles and <laughs> very very painful. However, my um, reconstructionist just said that I had pretty strong pecs. He's like, "Yeah, it was." You know, we you have pretty strong pecs there. Those, so yeah. I mean, I, I guess for well, what? and sometimes I know with with having the the as much strength training as we do, yeah, um, as well, which is a, which is a good thing, is that um, you know even with a mammogram, they've really got to. It's easier to actually pull the tissue away. Oh yeah, um, with a muscle build, um, the the pec muscles, it's easier to pull that that breast tissue away to get a to get oh. a decent um test now it's kind of it's a little bit harder because there is a lot of muscle there but yeah um if you do have like if you do strength training very regularly so there is that um that side to it but it's also you know the whole process sometimes yeah is trying to get that pulled away but yeah. um i want to go back um so with your uh nipple sparing yeah oh yeah um were do they do um you know, do they do a lot of testing to make sure that there's not the cancer cells within that nipple tissue oh, yeah. to make sure that like, Hey, we, 
we can actually save this and, and yeah. Give so you that. with doing that, they it's it's obviously about where the tumor is and where the cancer is. I was just curious since yours was closer to um, the nipple um, area, if that yeah. was an area of concern for them. It, it um, my oncologist who's out of Lincoln here, they're at NHO. Um, she was okay. Okay. Like I really that I trusted what they were saying. Mm-hmm. They, they were, they were really concerned about it. And I mean, I'm guessing it's okay. Cause everything has been coming yeah. back clean. No, since I just, then. yeah, no, I was <laughs> so, just curious as, yeah. you know, I mean, I think that would have been flagged and, and yes, it's all about being a candidate for something. Absolutely. So, but yeah, it was, it was closer to up there, but that was a good thing. Yeah. So, yeah. and for those of you who don't, don't understand what a nipple sparing is, is that where they cut underneath your breast and basically pull up that skin tissue and remove all of the tissue versus just making a straight line right across the front mm-hmm. of your breast, removing all the nipple. And then you have this scar there. So I think it's good for forever everyone to know that that's an option yeah you know to at least be able to ask versus you know nope sorry I didn't even know it was an option until my brother said something and that that's a thing and that's that's a big thing about you know I would have never known had he not said that yeah and like I said it's I've I found this that it's extremely important to advocate for yourself if something doesn't feel right or something doesn't sound right or you've heard of something else somewhere ask for it absolutely so yeah all right well so we got a few more minutes here um how did, like, for your recovery, like, relationships that you made, you know, your gym team oh, members yeah. and stuff, like, you know, because <laughs> you didn't know them when you started. Nope. And here we are five years later, yep. and they're kind of the people you're leaning on, and they're helping you get through this. Oh. So just take a few minutes and, and kind of share if you want to throw their names out. That's cool, too. I can. Um, just kind of, you know, th- those that your inner circle that helped you get through this. Yeah. Yeah, so um, I did end up creating just like a Facebook group for, I called it Leslie's Circle. And um, I was a little bit, I was kind of private about being diagnosed with this. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't feel like everyone needed to know. I'm not that kind of person that just, I don't want to, I don't want a lot of sympathy from people. Maybe that comes with the whole fierce independent thing. But I just really felt like the people I want to know, I will tell them. I'll Mm -hmm. I'll get them involved. I I don't want... um, that I didn't need that. So with that, I just was like, I need a way to communicate to people. So, um, Barb Peterson, my, our queen bee, she's the queen bee of Pio, just if no one knows. So <laughs> if you're at Pio and you're like, who's Barb, she's our queen bee and she's been there forever. So anyway, uh, she, I told her, I said, Hey, I'm going to have my husband, Brian. I said, I'm going to have him text you when the doctors come out with updates and so what she was able to do is she would get those updates and then she would put them on the page. Hmm. So okay. it, it kind of helped people yeah. um, be updated on that. I had, I had a couple of friends that I had my husband reach out to, to update on that. But, um, you know, and during recovery, I remember I had, um, Cindy Ritter. She's a, she's a nurse. Shout out to Cindy here in town. Mm-hmm. Like one of my bandages was like it was very poorly she's like what the hell and so she came over on a Sunday she brought me a nice cute little bracelet and then she like fixed my she fixed me all up um I had uh several people go out to lunch like they'd come and take me to lunch because I obviously couldn't drive because I was on the pain pills and that was that was a big thing is like stay on top of your pain so I was kind of every three hours I was taking those pain pills and um they did help they did help a lot Um, All right. Well, we are up against our final break. 
Um, right. We'll be right back here with uh, Leslie and Crystal on 93.7 The Ticket.